Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Matt too. Now today, as we said in our last podcast, we're going to go over some of the bills that have been submitted. We are. And, I, no, we, and let's just preface by what it means by go over. Okay. So here's the information that we have. We have the number of it. Yes. We have the, the, the statute number that's proposed. And we have the title of the act. Yes. And... Oh, that's that's, right. that's it. it. <laughs> that's all we have. So we got nothing. We not no. We, there's absolutely nothing else informationally that we have on the bills. What, what's been presented so far is literally just the titles. And by our count, we're both kind of off a little bit. But either way, just in education, over two hundred titles. It's awesome. Over 200. Oh, and there are some doozies in there. There are some good ones. So I guess our plan for this pod is to go over some of the ones. Some let's over some of the ones. Okay, we're gonna right. go over <laughs> some of the titles that we like. Some of the titles we're like, yeah, eh, I, I don't know. And some of the by titles title like, alone. What's yeah? And so as usual on this podcast, um, we don't have a lot of information. We don't really know much, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. We're gonna talk about it anyway. Bailey, Matt was saying, and I cut you off, and I'm sorry. But, but by title alone, some ones that we think, oh, that sounds like it could be really good. I'm really excited about what that could possibly turn into. Or, I don't like what that sounds like. I don't like what that could turn into. Or, huh? Wait, what? And again, we have nothing about No idea what no this could mean because it could go a lot of different ways. And I have questions of what it could be. Because we could build scenarios. We could build a whole world. Or make our own Minecraft world about what these things could be. Let's go. Let's just do this. Let's go. Let's just do this. All right. So I'm going to start a little bit with just the first one that's listed. Okay. And then I'm going to let you kind of take it from there. So our very first one that's listed is an act to establish regional school leadership academies. Okay. I want to stop you right there. Because I like to pair. I only got through one. I know. I like to pa- I like to see the difference though, because there's another one, um, and it's called LR four seven four, which is an act to establish regional school leadership academies. Now here's the thing. Yeah. That sounds just like the one I did. Um, looking at it, the language was exactly the same. So here is my thinking on this, and this occurred to me a little while ago. Okay. One of those is put in by. Nope, that theory is gone. You're going by a senator and a representative? Is that where you're going? I'm going to edit that run right out. Oh, we keep it in. We we keep it all in. Nope, looking at them, they're both representatives. We we stand there before the world. So here's here's what usually happens when you have something like that. They usually talk about them and try to combine them into one. No idea. One of those representatives, by the way, is a former education committee member who is no longer on the committee this year. She's moved on to other ones. And the other one is the, the other committee chair. chair. Yep. So it's uh, Representative Teresa Pierce of Falmouth and Representative Cornfield of Bangor. Mm-hmm. Representative Cornfield is the chair. I'm sure those will get combined at some point. I'm sure they will. Um, but it's one of those things that you'll, you'll see redundancies like yeah. that throughout. Yeah. So the list that we're looking at is not just the education bills. It's all the bills. Right. So it's approximately 75,000 pages thick at this point. <laughs> um, and you see a lot of duplicates. Right. I see a lot of duplicates. A lot of duplicates. So, again, this one's going to be a little silly, so why don't we just start? Well, I'm, I'm going to go to one that, that, that's under the title of Board of Education. Okay. Um, under Powers. And it's LR1749. Yep. The title is Resolve 
directing this. I don't know what I. I have it. I have concerns about this one. Okay. Directing the State Board of Education to adopt rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom. This is put forward by Representative Lawrence Lockman of Amherst. So tell me, tell me your thoughts on this. My thoughts on this have to do with, what's that thing called? Freedom of speech. Gotcha. Which does not stop if we go into a classroom. When we go to a school, we still have the right to exercise religiously, whatever we, however we want to exercise, as long as it's not hurting someone else or impeding someone else from their religious advocacy or political advocacy or ideology. So the fact that to make, to prohibit teachers from doing it, to prohibit teachers from doing it to me is, well, there's, there's ethical issues there. And those can be discussed locally. But directing the Board of Education to adopt rules prohibiting this seems very, very scary to me. So I'm very interested in what the language is going to be for that one. We can say that about all of these. We will say that about pretty much all of these. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, uh, I, you know, when I was reading that one, it was like, well, how are you going to possibly enforce that one that's a huge question that we're going to have for a lot of these as well okay how are we going to enforce this um okay you're going to adopt rules are you going to fund those rules in order to enforce them well okay so the funding question there is a lot of funding questions a lot of funding questions this one which i think is fabulous and and really no surprise at this point especially since we just changed party leadership in the in the governorship mm-hmm. uh and the 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 legislature and the Senate is definitely both controlled by the same party now. Right. So, of course, they're going to be trying to push more things through because they have the power for it. But not, and put it this way, not all of these are going to pass. Oh, no. Not all of these are going to even be heard. Right. A lot of these are going to get either withdrawn or combined. Yep. Again. We're just going to be silly with some of these. Sure. I mean, that's, I, you know, I, and when I say, you know, when I see stuff about people talking about uh, restricting the way that teachers can talk, the way that teachers can express themselves politically, ideologically, religiously, that, that, that raises the hairs on the back of my neck because we have to protect our, our civil liberties at all costs, in my humble opinion. Let's go to the next one. Sure. What do you got? What do I have? Oh, okay. Yep, we're going to do another one there. We'll go right down to LR-136 under Policies and Programs. Not sure what this is. It's just worded weird for me by uh, Eloise Fatelli out of Sagadahawk. An act to ensure the integrity of for-profit colleges. Ensure the integrity of of for-profit colleges. What? (laughs) I mean, there's there's a lot of assumptions I can can make here. Like, (laughs) to what extent do they have integrity? What tanks do they not have integrity? Why are we ensuring that they? Why does the state have to ensure that they have integrity? Is this financial integrity? Is this? I, I don't know. I have questions. I saw that and I, and I just didn't ensure the integrity. Okay, for of for profit colleges. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Okay, my turn. Go for it. Where where are you? I'm going to look at student financial aid. I'm with you. There are ten of them in there. Yeah, there are. There's a lot. By the way, Matt's doing the whole 
uh, computer thing. I'm doing paper because I'm old school. Old school. <laughs> so we're going to let's let they, there's a lot of other there's a lot here student debt, improving college affordability, uh, free college tuition to Maine residents, reducing mm-hmm. student debt, increase the Maine state grant, which is very cool. Uh, so there's a lot of interest with uh, 10 bills about um, changing the way we do student debt for yeah. higher education. I think that's fantastic to have that conversation. Yeah, there, there are more. There's another one later on. I forget. I'll, I'll, I'll make reference to it when we get to it later on down, down the list. But it all, so that says basically free college, free college tuition. Right. So, you know, it, it comes up also in the list later on. It's not just one place, but the, whole, the, the same idea could come up in a separate place. Again, getting back to your whole idea about combining. Yeah, but, there's, there's a lot of ways that they organize these that I'm not exactly sure how they did it necessarily. But, but I do like the fact that there's so much interest or so much desire to to handle or to, or to take on the idea of student debt and college tuition because yeah. it just it, it, it's so detrimental for so many kids coming out of college and the fear of college debt uh, debt now is preventing – that's his hypothesis here, hyperbole – Possibly preventing people from going to school because they don't want to get into debt, or families, you know, in, in areas of poverty, they say, "Well, we can't afford you to go because you're going to get so much debt afterwards, so you're just not going to bother to go." That's a real problem. So, how can we get more students to have that higher level education? I think that attacking it this way is 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 is, is good. I love this idea. I actually this year I have two of my children are graduating from college, so student oh, congratulations. debt is directly in my brain for these, <laughs> uh, most definitely. Uh, all right, your turn. What's next? My turn. All right, let's go to... All right, here we go. Administration, Education Department, LR1730, put in by Heidi Sampson of Alfred. Title. <clears throat> this is one I just I honestly laughed at. I'm going to be honest. I laughed out loud I did too. when I read this. An act to restore integrity to the Department of Education. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love it. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. I don't know what it but, means. But apparently there, there's, there's a lot you could read into that to restore integrity to the Department of Education. It, it, one, it had it to begin with. I'm just going to go with no Two, comment. Two, if they did have it and then it got lost. Where did it go? Where did it go? It, well, it got defunded. But Integrity and and when did it get lost? Was it lost in the last administration, the last eight years? Was it before then? Because we've had the same administration for the last eight years, and was it before that? I don't know. I'm very curious as to when it was lost and when it's coming back. Give me your next one that's under administration there. All right. An act to create peer review for the Department of Education. This is LR1781 by Abigail Griffin of Levant. I'm not exactly sure what that means. An act to create peer review for the Department of Education. It's cool, I think. Could be. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... What does that mean? Is, is, is this their way of creating their own, like, PEPG plan for the Department of Education? Well, that'd be cool. That'd be interesting, wouldn't <laughs> that'd it? That'd be interesting. You know, they have, so, so, the, so DOE has to do their own SLOs. <laughs> I'm going to move us on to the next one. See, only only like curriculum people find that kind of thing funny. <laughs> Everyone else is like, SLO stink when you stop with quotation it. Marks. Go ahead. Uh, what do you got? Okay, I've got one about consolidation. Okay. Which showed up under it's the only one there. 
Uh, it's an act to establish administratively consolidated regional school units. That was uh, LR 1656 by Representative Fecto of Augusta. Um, as we mentioned last yeah. podcast, he's on the Education Committee. He is. So I, I would imagine that, that people on the Education those. Committee, their bills probably get go to the top of the stack it seems probably like sooner they would faster. know when they're going to be behind or whatnot. They're like, hey, what about mine? Right. So I'm interested in this one because consolidation was the thing they went through under Governor Badachi a couple of governors mm-hmm. ago and has been a kind of a point of contention ever since. Oh, yeah. And it's still going, obviously. We have uh, the, you know established the regional school units, which have been a success. It depends on where you are. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of communities that have, have withdrawn from RSUs. Right. And then there's the AO. They create an AOS, AOS. structure, yep. with alternative organization structure, where you can have, like the district that I work with, has three different districts underneath this AOS structure. So there's literally four school boards. It's kind of like the old school unions. Sure. So whatever this one is doing, is that uh, trying to figure out how to consolidate even more? Again, from the title, it kind of says that. Don't know. And what, what kind of impact would this have on, on those regional service centers that were established last year? Oh, there's some other stuff in here about regional there's service centers. Sure, there sure is. All right. Why don't you go to your next one? My next one is, uh, still scrolling down under Powers, you have LR... Is that Austin Powers? I had to do it. I'm, t- I'm just going to let you sit in that one for a minute. <laughs> Go ahead because I no. I'm letting you sit in this I'm one. I'm this one. I, okay. I like this one. Me too. Uh, again, this is one of the ones where you just kind of what hands in the air. Not sure. LR one two zero seven by Senator Rebecca Millette of Cumberland, our Senate chair of the committee. Title: An Act to Help Maine's Students Succeed. I'm for it. Um, yes, approve. <laughs> That goes right along with the Every Student Succeeds Act, right? We're going to help every student succeed by making sure with an act to help Maine students succeed. So here's my interlude since we're already 14 minutes into this. Wow. Uh, Who writes these titles? Can I get that job? I think think you and I would be good at that job. My guess is... They should hire us. My guess it's like a headline writer, right? So it's not... The representative who puts this in? It can't be. I wouldn't think so because they all seem to be in a, in a certain format, and you would figure there's somebody that's somebody's job, right? It's got to be. It's and like they're reading the text of what they have, and okay, this is going to be this, and they just and then the, crank them out. The right? representative center probably just checks off. Yeah, fine, go. Yeah, that works, and because it's probably going to be changed anyway. Right. Let's but, find but, out that this is our usual podcast. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We should research that. Hey, by the way, we no, we shouldn't. You should tell us. Let us know on Facebook or Twitter by following us at Maine Education Matters on Facebook. Or Maine Ed Matters on Twitter. See, this is natural now. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, your turn. Yeah, there were a bunch on charter schools. I'm going to skip over those. Yep. Magnet schools, school choice. But yep. I do want to take a second on this physical education one. Okay. LR-477 by Representative Dale Denno of Cumberland. An act to allow secondary school student-athletes an exemption from physical education requirements. Okay, this is one that I have I have heard about as a curriculum director. Yes. And as a teacher before that, that this would be a good thing to do because they, you know, they play sports every, every day. They're on a team. They're clearly getting some coaching. Because physical education is only about playing sports, right? 
can you tell by my voice that I'm not so much enthralled by that idea? Maybe from your eyes too. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't like this. Okay, why? I, I don't like this because physical education is way more than just playing sports. It's about understanding how the body works. It's about understanding how to create and develop plans and create and develop ways, um, methods to support a physical, positive physical life, um, to make sure that you are being healthy. I don't know if you know if anyone knows this, but we kind of have a physical activity problem in our country. There's rampant obesity. And so part of that is comes from physical activity. We need to increase that. And so teaching our kids how to do that, not just in sports, because when, once you get beyond high school and then even in college, how many of us really play and organize sports? I, I mean... Why are you looking at me through all I mean, this I'm, physical activity one? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm squarely looking at the man in the mirror on this one. <laughs> um, but, but I'll tell you, you know, because we have to teach our kids how to find ways to be active living and physically active. And that's what physical education is really all about. I would agree. And especially at the, young, yeah, well, at the younger levels, it's about gross and fine motor skills, but sure. gross motor skills mostly. But anyway, I, I, don't, I, I'm, I have some real questions about that one, and they have a hard time, I think, even just from the title, convincing me otherwise. Okay, so the next ones that I've got on the list talk about administrative units, and again, it's about dissolution of RSUs, funding yeah. of schools, and the alternative organizational organizational structures, as you just mentioned, the ARSs. Right. So, uh, again, that's another funding one that isn't necessarily under the funding heading here. No, it's not. But how we distribute the money to the schools and how we raise that money is going to be a, a in my forecasting here is going to be a huge part of what the education committee does i think so too um yeah i think they're gonna they're, they're really gonna do a, a lot about a lot because that's it's it's still coming up it's still a big deal and and how to fund it all and making you know like that an actual allow the dissolution of regional school units lr 965 yep um that's a that's a big problem that's a how how, how to get out of a regional school unit it, it's not an easy thing should it be an easy thing or should it not? And I, and I think that those are great questions to ask, especially. It's a thirty-three step process. It's it's it's. And I'm not making that. No, up. it's very long, and but I think that's done intentionally. Yeah. Because there are some very strong consequences that can occur um, if a town leaves an RSU and it just goes goes it on their own financially for yeah. that town. Exactly. Um, that you need to make sure that you have preparations and you know what you're doing. That's why it's it seems to be a it's a Again, I, th- I believe it's 33 steps, but at least it takes a couple of years. Right. So you get through all those pros and cons of what happens if we actually do leave? And what does that mean for right. town? Not even educationally, but more financially. Um, you want to talk about any of these ones about the boards? Sure. So we have a uh, number of under- administration under the board. There are four bills. Um, one, an act relate- relating to recalling school board members. I don't know what that means. Does it mean so? If you ha- if you if you have if you're like a baseball player and you're and you're playing for the Red Sox and you go down and you're playing for the 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 Sea Dogs, can you get called back up to the majors? Is that what they're saying? So a person, a school board member who retires, who doesn't want to do it anymore, says, "Nope, you don't get to retire. You're back in." Is that what that means? I don't know. <laughs> that was the visual that came to my head when I read that. So this is the like the Tony. I don't want to do it Tony anymore. Brenda you will act. do this. I'm, let's just move on. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what it is. 
It can't be. But but what up? But without the language, we can make up what we want. That's what this. That's what's great about this podcast. That's very true. That's very true. An act to encourage public participation in schools. Good luck with that. Do, do I would love that. We all. I, I don't know of any education that really doesn't want more uh, participation in schools. Why this is under boards, I don't know. But I'm not sure either. To re- restore autonomy to local school boards, we're in a locally controlled state. Not exactly sure. I like the ones about the buildings because the buildings ones <laughs> get very specific, which well, is which is good. There, there's one more of the other boards I'd like to like, just, okay, just put Sorry. Improve responsiveness of elected school boards to the public. I I just wanted to throw that out there because if you're so, a school board member, just. Go to the meetings, for God's sakes. <laughs> that would be one. Go to your yeah. meetings. You're elected. Go to the meetings. I'd love to, I just, I'd like, I'm interested to know what that one is. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go to buildings. I am a former school board member, and you are a school board I member. I am a current school board member, yes. So we know what school boards are like. We, we, and what they can be, yes. And what they can be. So And what they shouldn't be. If you get elected to the school board, just go and do your job, basically. You got elected to do a job. So yes. just go do it. Yep. Show up to the meetings. But what does responsiveness mean? I don't know. So if some old forums. So so if someone emails you, you have to email them back. I don't do that with you. <laughs> and I thank you for it. <laughs> so there's a lot of very specific ones about buildings. Uh, I'm just gonna like plow through a couple yeah. of them. Strengthen testing for lead in school drinking water. Uh, create and fund a revolving maintenance fund to support the usefulness and longevity of buildings. Um, Promote the forest product industry in school construction and renovation involving heating systems. Uh, funding for the upgrades of learning spaces and other projects funded by the school revolving renovation fund. Uh, periodically test for radon. A lot of very specific ones, which is which is kind of cool. So I, I, it, it is, but promote promote the forest products industry in school construction and renovation involving I, heating I systems. There's so, something there. Yeah. So There's something there. So burn wood. There's a lot of these that, that I've... By wood pellets is what that basically means. ...zipped through are very specific to the town of the person that's putting this in. Right. Which is... Which is fine. Which is their job. Absolutely. Uh, and some of them are more general and some are very specific. Some of them are clearly trying to fill a need that may have been missed, like the radon one and the lead in school drinking water. There, there must be some reason... Because those things already exist. They happen. But yeah. there must be a loophole, is my guess. It, well, a loophole, or it becomes just very expensive to do. So if you put this act in there, it can be a thing that it becomes a consistent thing. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's expensive to clean up afterwards if it gets messy. So. All right, let's try to whip through the last 25, 25 pages. pages. <laughs> All right, uh, there's there's a whole – I'm going to skip down through the construction and adjustments, but let's get to EPS, yes. uh, Essential Programs and Services. More funding. More of the funding. Um, there are a lot of bills that have to do with bringing funding back up to that 55% threshold that has been required by state law for how many years now? 10, 15 years now? Something like that? 20. I don't know. I don't remember how, when that was uh, I don't put remember. in. It's never happened. It's, it's never happened. We've been, I think we're at 49% right now. And what happened the last time, it got up to like 52%, and then they changed the law. And they bumped it back down to like 45, yeah. 40%. So then they, because they, you, you build up every year. So when, as soon as they get close, they knock it back down. So I, I think it's a great idea. Yes, we should get there, require the state to do it. Absolutely fund education well. 
would love to see all the language behind it. Hopeful. I'm very hopeful. But it's, you know, whatever. Hope There's a fair, fine line between that hopeful and skepticism. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Where are you at? Where, where, oh, my where? God. You have so many that are circled over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is under uh, curriculum. Shocking that I had some things to say about That's curriculum. Ours. Okay, good. Um, yeah, there are quite a few. Um, I'm going to get to my, my favorite one last. Okay. Big, uh, I'm actually going to kind of go up here. Uh, some of these have questions about funding because there'll be mandates, but then how are you going to fund it? Like LR 2072 by Louis Lucchini of Hancock, an act to require education about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine idea. Yep. Great. Um, uh, it's one of the most important events of the 20th century. We absolutely should talk about it. How are we going to fund it? If you're gonna if we're gonna require something of our teachers in our schools, you gotta support it. How are you gonna fund that? Because that requires to, to make sure that's in there. It's gonna require supplies. It's gonna require resources. It's gonna require some stuff. So, I have questions about funding. Okay. Um, an act to establish financial literacy standards. Great. Yep. If you look at the updated social studies standards, they're in there. Mm-hmm. So we can move on from that one. Okay. If they just if they, if the education committee and the legislature approves the standards, that act no longer necessary. Perfect. An act to include mental health education in main schools, all for it. Yep. Agree. We should. How are you going to fund it? Yep. Um, two bills entitled "An Act to Improve Science and Engineering Education for Maine Students." Uh, not sure what that language is, but I think that we should be also remembering that. They are looking at the same thing with the social studies, updating the science standards. That's going to come from the committees, so maybe that would deal with that. Um, an act to establish computer science courses and curriculum, curriculums, which is just wrong language, hmm. in k- kindergarten to grade 12 schools. Um, I'm in favor of that. I, sure. think we, I think we need to have more computer science. We're working on my district very hard, very intentionally on providing computer science, K to 12, figuring out a pathway to do that. But how do you fund it? Mm-hmm. And my, this is my favorite. I, I tease it at the beginning here. This might be my favorite of all of them. Okay. Maybe. It's top, definitely top three or four. Top three. Okay. LR 834 uh, by Heidi Sampson of Alfred. An act to require print and cursive handwriting instruction in kindergarten to ga- grade five. I just don't see why. At this point, we already do handwriting. It'd be uh, fairly cheap for funding because you just need to buy a bunch of pencils. Right. In fact, the other day I was looking in my district, we're looking at cleaning out a storage closet for a brand new portable maker cart that we have. You know, really innovative stuff. And in that in that bin, we found about 40 to 45 chalkboard slates. Oh, see. you can With the lines on there to do practice handwriting. And that, that even with the handwriting without tears curriculum, that, that they use that. Okay, fine and dandy. But we don't use whiteboards for that too. But... So you're all set with this one. I because so you're already. Funded. I just don't see why. Congratulations. This 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 seems to me this is one of those get off my lawn moments. You know, like okay, handwriting and cursive was important at a certain time. I'm not saying it's not important now, but we can do that in conjunction with something else. Agreed. So why don't you take a couple now? Okay, so there's a. There are pages and pages more yeah. here, and I know we're running a little late here, but uh, there's a lot about early education, uh, which is excellent. I know that's a thing that has really uh, come to the forefront that 
uh, early education right. matters, basically. That, Absolutely. That the more matters. you have it, the more the kids will stay in school and be successful uh, later on in life. So uh, I actually did not know that many of our schools don't have a pre-K program in their schools. Most don't, yeah. Uh, which uh, was shocking to me because my district in particular has had it for as long as I can remember. And it started in my um, in my hometown just after my kids went to like a preschool. Uh, they started a pre-K program. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed it was everywhere. Uh, clearly not. So I'm Could glad not, the focus no. is now. Uh, again, it costs a lot, but that's one of the ones where I can easily see you're going to get some payoff for this one. Yeah. It, More it, than maybe some of these other it ones. It does pay out dividends in the end, especially for those kids who, who, who get to go to it. And that's, that's I think, that is one of the keys with the early element, early education is that getting every kid the access and opportunity to get there. Agreed. That's the challenge. So there's a bunch of graduation requirements. Yeah, like reintroducing civics. Improving PE and health. Like we, we have civics. It's in, our, it's in our standards. Counting study abroad experiences towards secondary school credit. I'm fine with that. I, I, don't see, I don't see why not. You're meeting the standards somehow. If you still do credits. Well, that's that's a road we don't need to go down right now. We're already late enough as uh, it is. <laughs> uh, to establish a main high school, main state high school diploma. That's a resolve. Yep. Yeah, that won't that won't rile up anyone with the with, in, in the state of Maine. What about the the school day ones? The the two that are listed under school day are very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the first one's about, uh, it's LR-1604, an act to facilitate remote learning during school cancellations. That's by Senator Dave Merriment of Knox. Uh, that's been in the news a lot lately. Been in the news a lot. And DOE was very helpful with their uh, their, 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 their letter out that, that, that said, you, 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 no. you can do it, but only if you've thought about it before, and you can only do it under these conditions with approval and a waiver, and basically you can't do it. Even then. So, no. Right. So, basically, the law is you can't do it. So, all this news and that you're hearing about Camden doing all this stuff is, well, by law, they can't really do that. Just crazy. The next one uh, is LR 1849 by Representative Mathea Daughtry of Brunswick, former Education Committee member. Yes. An act to provide for a later starting time for high schools. This has been in the news forever. Yeah, well, there's a lot of science behind this, too. Uh, high schools often start way too soon. So I'm wondering early. the language on this one. Mm-hmm. Because provide for a later starting time, I think that, that'd be fantastic. My district does not have later starting time for kids, uh, for high schoolers. Um, it's a major shift if you have to do that. And it some of the be. towns that have really, that have done this have gone through like a painful process. But not even completed it then. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. There's as you said, there's plenty of research behind this. Yeah, that's better for kids, better for learning, but then the impact of it yeah. on the that's the thing about our education system. You know, it's that little butterfly flapping its wings, creating a tsunami across the you know, across the globe. It's that one little thing like this would have massive implications for the rest of the community in terms of childcare and you know and and parental employment times, and so it becomes a real complicated mess very quickly. All right, we're going to keep flying. Um, security, all kinds of them about privacy oh. and security and emergency drills. Very interested in uh, keeping our schools and our uh, students safe. Yeah, a lot about privacy, one on vaping. Um, yep. An act to allow school employees to carry firearms on school property. An act regarding emergency drills. Yeah. An act to protect students. I don't know what that one means. Again, that language, like, 
yeah. like to protect students. I think that headline writer got a little tired at this point. <laughs> um, I've seen this already ten times. <laughs> There's some about uh, testing. Let's let let let's talk about that one. LR ten eleven ten eleven an act to eliminate the main educational assessment. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, A. I'm for it. An act to eliminate the ME, the main educational assessment. Yeah, I think there's something called federal law. So the the empower. Yeah, empower me. Empower, empower me. Yes, right. Because yeah, yeah, right. Or and and the and using the SAT as our. So so so, we're just gonna eliminate it. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm in. Let's move on. Good um, luck with that. So there's one uh, LR eight thirty two yeah. uh, by Representative Heidi Sampson again. An act to provide a method for a student to be excused from standardized testing. Now this is something that comes up every opt every out. time we standardize. Yeah, how how do we opt how out. do we opt out? And according to our rules right now, kids are required to take it, but we know that not all kids take it, and some parents are like, "No, I'm not doing that." Right. And there's no recourse for us as schools since we have a participation uh, percentage that we have to hit. There's no recourse for those parents who provide a letter saying I don't want my kids to test because of this this and this mm -hmm. so I'm really interested in the language in this one because we have all kinds of kids who have opted out that their parents have opted out sure because of whatever reason and if there's a way to help uh, reduce that participation rate uh, reduce them being counted towards the participation rate I think that'd be fantastic yeah so I'm really interested in seeing what this does and if it can go anywhere or not I'm, I'm not sure but uh, very interested in that one. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with it either. Uh, lots more curriculum ones in the next one about school program. Yeah. I'm talking about any of those. An act to update curriculum requirements for main students. Yeah, I do that all the time. We do that all the time. So yeah. it's like I'm wondering what that, what that is. Um, you know, just blah, 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 all kinds of stuff. Uh, traffic safety education. Don't cross the road without looking twice. Moving on. We're just making fun. We are. We, we, we are. We're just we're we're having fun. And with, now we're ninety with, with ninety two minutes in now. So, <laughs> a bunch on healthcare. We're gonna skip skip down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't really want to get into the whole act to ban Native American mascots in all public schools. Because I'm gonna let that one go. I'm just gonna we're just kind of let that, leave that one there for people to take and do with it what they will. Absolutely. Um, but healthcare, you know, uh, there's quite a few on school based school based health centers. Yeah. Uh, to fund them, to expand them, or to restore funding to them. Um, and uh, these are ones that I'm very interested in, too, because not many schools have school-based health centers, um, but mm. the schools that have them are having very positive, from what I understand, from what I've heard, uh, very positive impact yeah, agreed. from them. And so how can we get them into more places? I, I'm very interested to see what happens with those. Uh -huh. I'm glad to see that there's multiple. Me too. If there's, if there's more than one, it's more likely that it's going to rise at that top. Absolutely. Uh, a couple on uh, kindergarten, which are actually uh, expanding access to pre-K, which is mm -hmm. kind of what we talked about before. Um, lots about nutrition. Nutrition, programs. which it's is good. Huge. Um, we know we've talked about this before on some of the last falls that you know hunger and poverty is one of the main things that's that's really hurting our our young learners it as does. they come to school. And the more we can do to improve um, the level of nutrition in our schools, you, you know, it, this, is a, this is the serious part of the podcast, but a lot of our kids only come to school to get a meal. To where they get their meals. 
it's where a, they get all their food. It's a warm place, and it's where they get all their food. Right. So the more we can make this a positive difference, maybe we'll get them to stay in school a lot more. Yeah, and if we give, and we, and, there, and there's so much science behind. It. If you have eat healthy foods, you are you learn better, you retain more, and you actually you know your better behavior. It, there's there's so much of an impact that happens to your body and to your mind as a result of the positive nutrition. And so it's good that we have that. And and I, I know that you know the at the federal level, a lot of the restriction or a lot of the requirements for um, nutrition requirements from the previous Obama administration have been rolled back. Um, and so it makes it easier for less healthy foods to get into our schools. And I, th- I just don't see that being as a positive for our kids. No, agreed. All right, so we're getting uh, to the last few hundred pages here. Under CDS, one, yep. NAC to promote free appropriate education, I'm assuming that that is going to be to make CDS, Child Development Services, under the auspices of education. We kind of knew that was coming. We we've, we've talked about that one coming back up, and we fully anticipated it. You know, So it, it's it's in there, like ragu. There, it's a callback for you podcast fans. Fan. So <laughs> there's one that I'm just noticing now, which sure. is interesting. Uh, it's under funding. Uh, it's LR 1586 by Senator of Knox. An act to provide school districts with full state funding for students with high-cost special education needs. I know that, that a lot wow. of districts have some kids that either need to be outsourced or outplaced, I guess it is. Outplacement, yeah. Um, and it costs a lot of money. Well, when we talked about things like, you know, when uh, when a school or a town decides to leave on RSU, one of the major costs that they're going to have is if someone comes in to the district who needs out-of-placement um, special education needs – that town is responsible for picking up those right. costs. And they can run $90,000 a year, and that's on the low end. Yeah. So so this is going to kind of cover it with some state funding. Interesting right. seeing what the language is, how, the funding, yeah. how it works. The town is responsible. But this would be nice if they for could that kind student. of spread that out a little bit. That would, you know, kids are for, fits, for so. a lot of schools in small rural areas yeah, who especially. have a lot of, who have some students, some school or populations of these who are, it just hits their budgets so hard Agreed. that this would help tremendously. Agreed. But, but again, it all depends on the language, as we've said time and time again. And funding is always going to be one of those things that is a, is a fight, right. of course. Speaking of funding. All right. What if we went to page 43 there, where it's uh, under compensation? You mean 43,000. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Um, a couple right here, about, both saying the same thing, 569 and 706. One by uh, Benjamin to Portland, and one by Victoria Cornfield of Bangor, again, chair of the committee on the representative side. Uh, one's an act to require a minimum salary of $50,000 for public school teachers, and then another one is an act to establish a statewide teacher starting salary. Both say the same thing. One just adds an actual dollar into right. it. Um, I remember a number of years ago, the starting th- this came through and it was $30,000. Mm-hmm. I believe that passed. Yes. That's in law. So I think this is looking to update that based on current cost of living needs and possibly also getting more people here. It is 2019, for God's sakes. $30,000 is not a lot of money. No. It's really it's, not. It's really not. That, and it's it's, and especially, not. especially if you're a new teacher, you're going to have that student debt that we talked about earlier. Right. And so a living wage on $30,000, even in parts of Maine where the cost of living might not be as high as other parts of Maine, right. still, that's hard to live on. Man. The pool of teachers is very, 
thin these days. Oh, it's, it's a shallow pool. And you know it's because student debt. Yeah. I mean, it's you, gotta be. you have thousands and thousands of dollars of student debt and trying to get out of school and start with the $30,000 and you're pretty much going to be there for a while? Well, as, we've, as, we, as, as, as many of us said today, too, especially in education, that it, it, is, a, it is not just you – don't, you don't get into teaching for the money. Exactly. You get Because it's a calling. You, but you you're, do you're, have to live. But you do have to live. Yeah, you, there's you, that you, thing. And, and to – a lot of teachers, you know, most people, you know, starting teachers don't last three to five – they stop three to five years in because they just can't do it. There's so many pressures of being a teacher. There's so many – Being a teacher is difficult. It's really, really it's hard. It's difficult. And when the add-on, then just the, the other economic side on top of that for your own personal life, it becomes nearly impossible, because especially since most teachers will then buy out-of-pocket stuff for their own classroom because their districts don't budget or can't afford to budget to have those things because their budgets have been cut yeah. because maybe the state doesn't pay for it at their 55% that they're supposed to be paying for. So you know, that was a little slide in there. Yep. Um, but it becomes very, very, very difficult. So... I don't know. I, I I like to see the language of this more, but I'm, I'm glad to see that they're trying to attack it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you. I see one, uh, one the, there. Under evaluations. Well, we, this is, again, a callback to their PEPG time. Um, so this is a good opportunity to pause this one, go back and listen to all three of our PEPG that, uh, episodes that we both feel so very strong about. We're real, real excellent times. We're, we're, we'll, we'll wait. So go listen right go now. Go ahead and listen. Uh, all, th- all three of these were by Representative David McRae of Fort Fairfield, education member, yep. education community member. Um, one For, Former teacher. Former teacher. Um, one is an act to prohibit the use of student scores on standardized tests in the evaluation of teachers. Another is an act to protect teachers from unfair evaluations. And an act to amend teacher evaluation requirements. I think he has something to say about teacher evaluations. <laughs> I think if we get to interview him, that'll be one of the let's, – let's talk about PEPG there. And look at the, ne- the next one, actually, McRae. by uh, Representative McRae under probation is an act to help new teachers succeed. So th- I think they all kind of go together. They, they, they like, very well so may. How do, how do teachers get evaluated and that, how, how fair is it and what goes into it? Great conversations to have. That one could also be aligned to the, the compensation one. Absolutely. We, we just don't know. We just don't know. But those sound good. Uh, so Representative McRae – uh, shout out to you for doing four in a row there. That's pretty good. All right, what else you got? Well, another one with uh, uh, down to training, yep. uh, LR-171, an act to provide a professional wage and support to new educators. Yep. Again, um, another one, an act to increase the number of teachers in Maine. That's, yep. again, going to be about economics. It's, again, going to be about the about the thing, about that. Um, then uh, changing gears, talking about habitual tru- truancy, an act to prevent chronic truancy. Go for it. Solve that problem, please. Go get those darn kids. Go get them. Bring, bring them in. Bring them in. By I'm sure that up, up, up in many places in Maine, that a law saying that you will go is going to get those kids there. It's happened before. It's been that way forever. Because you know we've had truancy requirements, and this one is going to make the mark. We're done. That's it. All right. So. First of all, for all of you listening... From page 27 to 45 in that document. all of you listening, God bless you. Thanks for holding in. You're 45 minutes in. If you're not, like, snoring by now... If you're still on the treadmill... Like, I'm assuming that some people... It's about time to get off. Some people start... Yep. 
I'll listen to a podcast on the treadmill. They'll see like the time, but all right, I can do this. If you're still on the treadmill, you are 45 minutes more on the treadmill than I've been in the last year. Good for you. Again, back to the PE requirements. Back to PE requirements. That's why it's good for us. I should probably get on the treader. I all right. Some, I, should probably, I should start making my miles. That was a nonsensical review of bill titles. Yeah, that was 45 minutes of we know nothing. <laughs> and I hope you all enjoyed it. We do it for you people. Once we, we do have, it for you. Once we have some language about some of these ones that are actually going in with actual hearings, uh, we will let you know, obviously. Yeah, we're hoping, like, like Matt said, too, we're also hoping to talk to some of these folks about, about, about the bills they're putting forward. Why are they putting them forward? What's their, what are their thinking? And, what, you know, let's ask some questions. We'll have that for you in the future. Hopefully. Until then. Bye. Bye.